Hi, I'm Andy Gold, and you're listening to All You Radio with Sasha and Becca, and they rule. Hey, everybody, this is George Severson, news director at ABC4 Utah and CW30 and MeTV. You're listening to All You Radio. Have a great day. You're listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Hello and welcome to All Ute Radio at KU Internet Radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. Yes, in studio we have... The radio power team, Hooker and Brooke, from Hooker in the Morning, 106.5 The Rock. How are you? Good. Doing good. Thanks for having us in, man. Kind of intimidated over here. Our pleasure. I'm a big fan of your work, your radio station. So welcome to the U. Well, Well, thank you, sir. Welcome back to the U. She's an alumni. That's right. She is. Back in the halls. Look out, everybody. (laughs) A model (laughs) from Paris back to Utah. That's right. What was that like? Hey, man, it was crazy. Um, you grow up really fast, that's for sure. Started modeling when I was 12, and I started traveling really heavy at about 15, but you'll get some crazy stories out there, man. There's, um, I'm trying to be like, ridiculous. Tell them about Model House. Just cut to the chase. <laughs> model. I know all the stories, so I'm he just going to help. I'll cliff note this for everybody. Ready? Tell them about Model All right, there's guys. There's a mystical land there called is, Model House. There's a place in Europe, I kid you not, where they put models all in one house. It's not as exciting as you think. He's imagining pillow fights. Yeah, in lingerie every night like, to fight over the, on the each thing other. of whipped cream to squirt in each no. other's mouths. That happens, right? What it really is is that everybody <laughs> speaks different languages and nobody gets along and it's constantly fighting with each other because you're going for the same jobs. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's no, it's not. I know, right? <laughs> Sasha gets it. It's awful, but hey, it's it's fun. It's the worst type of roommates you could possibly think of. Now all of us have this like Tyra Banks glamour version. <laughs> no. Of what modeling is about. Yes. Tell me about the underwear. Somebody <laughs> stole my underwear. What? You ready for this? My roommate, I still have a little problem with Russians. I'm sorry, Russian people. I'll get over it eventually. But right now, I got a problem. <laughs> they stole my underwear. I left for a job, and I came back, and my jeans were gone, and my bra and underwear, a couple, a couple pairs That's of my so underwear hot. gone. <laughs> right? Who does that? I'd be so mad. Woman, Rebecca. Underwear is expensive. First exactly. Off. Good underwear is not like, Thank we you. don't buy this in a six-pack for like exactly. $5. <laughs> it's like out my hands on. This is on, not right? how it goes. And, and who's underwear? And then you did you living? have like a UN pillow fight battle to get back the <laughs> no. supremacy of the undies? It was your roommate? It was my roommate. Yeah, we set up the situation room. So she just room. took it and kept, did she ever wear it in front of you? No, she was <laughs> gone. She was gone in the wind that day. I came back oh. and I never saw her again. She went full ghost on me, man. <laughs> so took weird. your underwear and everything. Underwear, jeans, You almost gone. had to walk a shave out of your own room. Really? Seriously, that's what happened. It's like the hottest version of Taken ever. Taken <laughs> for. You're terrible. I'd be infuriated. I have a certain set of skills. Right? She gets it. I will avenge my panties. <laughs> Go quickly. Quickly. Sorry. That was my Liam Neeson. It was really bad. Yeah. Sorry. What's your next question? <laughs> what was it like being around all these European men? Because I hear it's pretty brutal for a model. Honestly, it really wasn't that bad. It was when I was there. It was during the time where nobody liked Americans. So what's changed? It, it's just it's a little bit better. You know, when I was there, I actually pretended to be Canadian because I would get treated better. So I'm like, no, I'm not American. And if you're looking at me right now, I scream American. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious, and just she's seven foot crude. high with blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I would tell people I was Canadian, I'm like, no, A, I'm Canadian. Please don't ask me to leave. I bet you she's scared European men. Look at her. Yeah. She looks like the gold medal winner in the tranny Olympics. Have you seen her? Look how tall she's. Oh, You're it. tall. <laughs> I always I tell Sasha I can't wear heels or I'm too scared I'll look like a tranny. I call them my tranny boots. Wear them with pride, girlie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't understand the want to be a model. Like, what, what, what wanted you to be a model? Ooh, good question. Was that your mother that... No, actually, my mom is a total wallflower. I guess the the want never happened until I actually got discovered. I was really chubby and had a mullet when I was growing up. Just a total awkward, ugly duckling. And then I got a little taller. I grew into myself. And I'll never forget when I was discovered. It's 
hilarious because I was at a Britney Spears concert. No shame. Love the Britney. <laughs> and a girl came up to me and said, hey, you got a cool face. It's something odd like sure. that. Do you want to be a model? And I remember looking around going, who is she talking to? She shouldn't be talking to me. And I just started working and I developed a love for it. Yeah. Actually, it was just something that I was able to develop my own confidence through that, which is really rare because most girls, you always think about comparing yourselves to other people and having it be a detriment to your to How that. did you get over, I have a, can I jump in with a question? Please. <laughs> You're talking about the model thing, okay. talking about you. Most women I know have, for some reason, and men, Sasha and I do not get this, you have a weird body image issues. Like 90% mm -hmm. of all, the women who don't have body issues are in porn. Everyone else is a normal <laughs> girl, but you all have like body issues. Because Why? all the dudes want girls that look like the girls in porn. And then you have body image issues. Is that what, what spawns it? And, how, and I'll tell you, she is way confident. So how did you get over that? I'm curious to know. So You fake it until you make it. That's really where it's at. You know, I think we all have insecurities. We all have our own hangups. But the bottom line is there comes a time when you just got to go, this is me and get over it. You got to love yourself or no one else is going to. But you didn't get into the traps of bulimia and anorexia, no. the, the dying of your skin, all that kind no, of No, I don't have that kind of commitment and follow through, I think. <laughs> That's really where we're at. Can't commit to anything. But you saw it. I did. Not so much in my own personal house, but I saw a lot of girls that, you know, the joke was that she's on the supermodel diet. She's eating egg whites, <laughs> diet Pepsi, and a lot of cocaine. Like, that was the joke. And, you know, you would see it here and there. And that was especially, I was so young when mm -hmm. I first came into that world. I didn't really understand what I was seeing. And then as I grew up and got older, I'm wow, that was really crazy to be around that when you were 15 years old. It must have prepared you for a world of media, right? Just having the exposure of being in front of cameras, in front of lenses, and having to keep your chin up all the time, even when you're in a bad mood. Yeah, definitely. I think it just taught me to hold on and hope for the best, really. That's just kind of how I try and do everything now, is just give it your all, have some fun with it, and if it doesn't work out, hey, didn't work out, move on. You'll have another thing to do later. And so you there you go, dads. Get your daughters into <laughs> modeling. Stop it. They'll have self-confidence and learn stuff. <laughs> you stop it. Hey, it's not for everybody, and you got to have some tough skin, that's for sure. But, hey. Would you do it again? I would. I would absolutely do it again because it, it got me where I am today doing. I wouldn't be on the radio with this cat over here, but I got to experience a lot of things. I probably would do things a little bit differently now, but, uh, you know, I didn't really do a whole lot of high school and things like that. I would have love to have had those experiences but i i had a lot of other things that were great nice so how did this relationship start the show hooker and brooklyn i Blaine. started stalking him heavily like and that. then it moved on <laughs> yeah there. say it tell say it it's not true but tell it again slowly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was on a, a crap reality tv show <laughs> hey, and i just it. started rock on six five and i'm like oh wow there's a local girl who's on a reality show let's talk to her and you were watching this said show yeah, you know that or... You're admitting to watching the show? This is this First is episode. Great. Made it ha 30 minutes oh, of the first episode. Victory Dance. What was the reality show? Summer Camp on USA. Nobody's ever heard of it. Man, Don't worry, but... I'm going to look it up now. Dude, Google it. It's hilarious. <laughs> she has, like, fan sites in other countries, like in Portuguese. It's awesome. It was a really terrible show. <laughs> Let's just say there isn't a season two. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but no, it was on TV. It was on... You saw the ad, saw... Oh, Brooke, Utah. All right, cool. Let's hunt her down. So we hunt her down and she came in and I will tell you right now yes she was a fashion model yes she's been a magazine model yes she's done TV she actually graduated from this university <laughs> doing what you guys are doing right now um, but I've never met a girl who is this down mm -hmm. like it's hard to meet girls that are this real you hear that a lot especially when rappers you gotta, you gotta <laughs> keeps it real yo I'll be your boo <laughs> uh, so this the blonde ambition tour walks into my studio with the big fake boobs and the whipping of the hair and all sorts of attitude and sassy <laughs> but she is probably the coolest most real person I think it's actually the overseas fashion experience mm -hmm. she's the oldest 20 can I say how old you are yeah sure go for it she's the oldest 24 year old girl I'm I've 25 ever met. now 25 <laughs> Life experience. But thank you. You look 21, but you're very mature. Like, you have a woman's mind. Well, oh, well, thank yeah. you. I like that. Mature. The vocab on Sasha. Hey, hey, hey. Can we put that on my business card? <laughs> <laughs> you so have, that's how that happened. You have great chemistry. Like, I've listened to your show, but I also see you two interacting with the community, interacting with people at Clear Channel. That no, honestly, he's my best friend. We've become just good friends pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Just one of those things you just click and you're like, I like this guy. We have a good time. I don't, you'll, 
I'm, you'll interview. I don't know how people do radio, especially morning radio, <laughs> and can't be friends. And I know team. I know teams right now on the air in Utah that hate each other. You can hear it. Well, not to the average person that isn't in the industry. I don't know everybody does. And I've worked with people in other markets, and they hated each other. But you'd never know it on the air. Mm -hmm. Ever know it that they hated each other. Yeah. I've been in that situation. Because yeah, I can't. I've, we've done a little of that. Well, there's a love hate. All right? So no. if you hate no, him once in a while, that's healthy. <laughs> that's healthy. <laughs> to want to just look at that ginger beard and just tug on it. Oh, that's no. Fellow DJs in the past. We've had good ones. Is it tough being a man and woman partner when you both have spouses? Do they get jealous? Do they worry about you guys spending time together no look at him i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally kidding wow. I, I had to do it you know me i had to no all honesty my wife when she first found out about brooke coming in and wanting to work on the radio yeah. she, i believe the quote is oh hell no <laughs> but then she got to when you're around her for five minutes and you get it oh yeah. even less than that two minutes around her you're like oh i get it now is doing a morning radio job tough for you and your marriage, Hooker? Me? Because you got to be up at four in the morning. You got to go to bed early. Ruined my first marriage. Did it? Yeah. Because uh, of groupies or just because of time? Uh, we worked opposite schedules. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't see this as a valid job. Okay. Thought you were playing around. Playing around. It's never going to go anywhere. What are you doing? She didn't think radio was a real profession. She didn't love it the way I did. Mm -hmm. And if she's not going to respect your, she doesn't have to love it the way you do. But if she doesn't respect how much you love something, then it'll cause animosities. And you know, it's it's tough raising a kid when I worked in the mornings and she worked nights. You know, yeah, the the dynamic isn't there. And I respect her. She did a hell of a job raising my son. I'm not gonna. I can't take anything away from oh, her. Sure. We just weren't meant to be in the same room for more than six and a half minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the simple mathematics of it all. Did you always have a love for radio when you were a boy? Like, did you gravitate to radio instead of TV or movies? Or Loved movies growing up. Yeah. Loved it. I've probably seen the original Star Wars, like, way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I was a total nerd. To still am. Uh, no, I grew up in another country, so... Which one? Singapore. Wow. That's where I was raised. Military and, family? Uh, Pseudo-political family. Okay. I didn't know radio existed until I moved back to the United States. And then it was slowly, by then I was like in the fifth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade, when it finally dawned on me that, oh, that's my dad's listening to the radio. Like it didn't even click until then. Mm -hmm. But my dad heard, I've told the story a million times, my dad was listening to the radio in Virginia and Wolfman Jack, Wolfman Jack was on. <laughs> and he had just had some nurses on the air with him and he was making a joke with them, totally lewd, crude, and way inappropriate for a sixth grader to be listening to. And my dad started cracking up. And my dad's a hard guy. Mm -hmm. He's a rigid, intelligent, logical man. Because he had to be for his profession. So I looked at my dad dying, laughing in the car, almost killing us. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I, how, well, I didn't know it at the time. But everything I kind of did after that kind of parlayed into being a part of entertaining people. Which is really what radio is. It's a form of entertainment. It's way down there. Like, birthday clown, then radio, <laughs> then, like, you get up into TV and everybody else. But, yeah. See, I put stand-up comedy, then radio, in terms of being the hardest. Stand-up comedy is the hardest job in the world, hands down. And he's done that, too. And I, I Dude, I, I did it one night and rocked the house. 300 people looking at me laughing. Yes. It was a drug. Did it again, bombed. <laughs> bombed. Couldn't do it again. And then he's been 86 from the knitting factory. Yeah, well, there's that time we kicked out of place, too. But the other, I could not do stand-up comedy. I couldn't do it. It wasn't for me. I, this is why. This is one of the reasons I love radio. Mm -hmm. um, on stage, like, Chris Rock is going to do a special. Louis C.K. is going to do one of his specials. He does them every year. Mm -hmm. They work all year crafting material. How words work in jokes. Yes. Like, it's that meticulous. Yeah. And they go on the road to perfect the jokes. What works, what doesn't, with what crowd, what demographics, you know, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, 18 to 49, mm -hmm. 25, 54, like men, women. They factor all that in. On radio, you say it, it's gone. It's yeah. done. You come up with something creative or funny or intelligent or touching, and you get to say it. And then it, it's, you affected somebody, hopefully, mm -hmm. if you're doing your job right, and then you're on to the next thing. It's per, I'm too. Maybe it's a perfect thing for ADD people. I don't know. <laughs> but ADD entertainment is what I call it. Radio is still. I don't know. You finish. I don't know what you want to talk about. No, I get a little deep, no, man. No, I, li I love this stuff, dude. I no, love continue. this. I love this right now. I love hanging out in this room with you two and with Brooke. No, educate us, please. On what? 
I, radio is one of the most perfect mediums. Yes. Stand-up comedy is the perfect art form. Radio, to me, is still one of the perfect mediums because TV people read what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even Kelly Ripa, she even admitted She's it. She's reading Remember? it. Remember? She's yeah. like, you put it on the screen, I'm going to read it. <laughs> They're not improving. We don't read directly off a of paper when we do our shtick. Maybe you can. You can probably tell that. It's painfully <laughs> obvious. <laughs> There's but, a lot of ums and oh, where am yeah. I going with this? But in radio, it... You have to be entertaining. You have to be funny. You have to be somebody's therapist. You're going to end up being someone's counselor. You have to do stuff for charity. You're going to wind up impacting somebody's lives. You become part of their regular day. They get up. They go to work. They have you on in their trucks. In, my ca- in our case, mm-hmm. the guys that listen to our radio station, they get in their truck. They click us on. We're part of their morning. Mm-hmm. We're part. You know, a friend is too much, but an acquaintance, somebody they rely on. One thing I noticed about So that's why it's so cool. It, and to this day, it's the only thing that's lasted. Mm-hmm. TV has changed. Sitcoms have changed. Drama has changed. Like, think about The Walking Dead even having a chance being on the air 10 years ago. <laughs> Wouldn't have Not happened. Not even a prayer. Look at how much TV has changed. Radio, it's the same thing. It's just like they said cable is going to kill TV. No, nope. local news, still the number one watch things. Why? You want to know what's going on in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. Satellite radio, God bless Stern for getting $500 million. <laughs> bless him to do his show from them. But satellite radio will never take away what you guys are doing. What we do, it'll just never, it'll never go away. It's, it's still, it morphs with the times. We're now the YouTube of entertainment. I like because YouTube is quick little clips. What mm-hmm. we do in the morning is quick little bits yeah. of entertainment. Play a song, something entertaining. Song, something entertainment. News, something entertainment. All right, roll some commercials, pay some bills, come back, play a song, <laughs> make them laugh. Do, you know what I mean? Would you like your talking segments to be extended? You know, do. 15, 25 minutes set clip or? I don't think I'm good enough to do that, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm that entertaining. Yeah. I'm better in short verse. Yeah, know your limitations. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Could I do a full on? I don't know. There's the AM talkers. Mm-hmm. Don't always agree with what they're saying, but I respect how they do it. It's a tough medium. It's a, And there's a skill to it. That's a skill set. Seems like I don't have it. Seems I'll admit that. Go ahead. Our long talking chunks were better before we tried very hard. <laughs> the first time we did three hours together, we were like, we don't even have a guest. So we were like, okay, let's get this, do this. And we just started. It was like some of the funnier shows we ever did were when we like were so bad, I thought. I would be like back here stressed, like, is this so boring for people? And then later we'd be like, that three hours, they're done? It's over? We're Oh, okay, cool. I think that radio has been neutered. I think that with the Opie and Anthony's going to satellite radio, radio is my favorite thing in the world, but it's so neutered compared to 1996 radio. Absolutely. You know, what's been an interesting thing for me is I actually I started on TV. So I got my experience that way. And, you know, you do the, the showboat, you've got all the lights, the cameras, all of that stuff. And then I came back and started doing radio. It is so much more intimate and intense than TV ever will be. You are talking, to, you've, you're, in the morning you're talking to somebody like you're in the back seat of their car. Like, hey buddy, this is a funny thing I heard today. Mm-hmm. It's so much more intimate and you, it, you experience things more so with people and you also have that direct line in. You know, if they hate something that I say, guess what, they call me and they tell me. They call me out <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you don't have that on TV or you don't have that other places. But how great would that be to call the weatherman and tell me something? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> you blew it, dude. Damon. You blew it. <laughs> Damon Yoni. He's, he's a good guy, actually. He's a good guy. Twitter gives you a little bit of that in terms of having access to people in the media. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. What's great about the phones is that I hear their voice. I can tell exactly how mad they are. I can tell if they really are heartfelt you you just connect with somebody in a different way that it just doesn't happen through text or on video it's just it's been a really cool experience because I'm, I'm new to this game and i'm the first one to admit it it it's rad man have you had stalkers because when we had Luxie papadopoulos and she said when she was in miami that like men would come up and just show her her junk and like <laughs> send her pictures all the time and she actually had some. <laughs> she gets the pictures. I don't think I can say the word I'm going to say. But I more so when I was doing the TV, I used to get um, some naughty photos to my Facebook. We had a, a D a day, if you want to expand <laughs> that in your mind. Yeah, that, that happened a little bit, but um, not so much. But hey. I've had one. Yeah? Yeah. Female or male? One. What? Female or male? Female. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Was that exciting? At first, yes. <laughs> it's a stroke to your ego. I'm not sure. going to lie, yeah. which is why I think these things get out of control. Why am I on the radio? I don't know. Did my, it's because my dad didn't show up to basketball practice or hug me enough when I was a kid, and now <laughs> I have to get revenge on everyone who picked on me in high school. Yeah, there's a part of that. Is there a part of me? 
I like to entertain. There's a part of me that needs my ego stroke. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not good at anything else. Who knows? But there's a reason I'm on the air. Mm-hmm. Whatever damage happened to me when I was a child makes me <laughs> do this for a living or want to. But then you have somebody who's young and just is enthralled with everything you do, everything you say. It's hard to push that away and go, absolutely not. <laughs> and then it gets and then it, it gets weird. It gets and it got weird. And then it's hard. Then you're in too far and you're like, you gotta stop. You please. Gotta. Here's a court order. Here's the second one. <laughs> you really? I really <laughs> mean it now. Bro- All right, you want to know the weirdest stalker story ever? Okay. She broke into my house, stole a picture off my nightstand. This was my first wife. Yeah. Picture off, cut her out of the picture, then had that picture of me because she said it was a really good picture. I don't know how she broke into my house. Oh. Then she had it made onto a cake. And sent it to me. Oh man! Yes. And then she folded all my laundry when I, we were both what? gone. She folded your laundry. This is what nightmares awesome. are made of. That's she broke in to fold my laundry. Yeah. If there's any aspiring writers out there, take all this. Just give me ten percent. <laughs> but this is like Fatal Attraction Five. Just make the sequel. Yeah. And then she sent a spider because she worked at a pet store. She sent a tarantula to my wife, but the problem was we had a little boy. And when you get a package, first thing you do is let the kids open it because they love that stuff. So he opened it up. It was a ring box. She opened it. There was a tarantula inside my son's hand. It was weird. That's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah. Because I've had a stalker. But But that means I made it, right? Yes. (laughs) Like there's a weird twist. I've made it. Stalker. Check. (laughs) Was it hard for you to to put your life out in the radio, both of you, in terms of because I think being a good radio host, you have to be completely honest with your flaws, with your fears for your audience. Yeah. Was that hard to get good at? Or? Uh, I don't no. Know. No. Uh, yeah. I guess I kind of let it all you got, hang that's out got, there. I don't know. Do you find it hard talking about yourself? No. Yeah, that, it, that's got, I usually talk too much. Well, that's the thing. I think that filter mm-hmm. can't always be there. Like my mom hilarious she was a school teacher she's animated she can tell stories like nobody's business put a microphone in front of her and she clams right up it's not in her to, it's not in her to do this yes i think it's you have to be yeah i think it's just something that you're born with honestly i think good i'm, I'm with you on that all the guys that i listened to and women that i thought were good on radio were good at talking about themselves you have to be is it appropriate to talk about like negative experiences that for instance i've had in my life like where I got super drunk when I was 16 and got in a fight or something like that. Is that pushing boundaries in terms of getting in trouble with bosses down the road or overexposing your life? If you have a boss that's mad that you talked about real life. Yeah. You're working for the wrong person. Probably yeah, probably. Different. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. But you see, here's the thing. You're telling a story. Mm-hmm. It's like a writer would or Just someone doing a one-man show, <laughs> a crappy off-Broadway off, off show. You still have to be entertaining when you tell it. Mm-hmm. So if you're just spewing negativity, no one can relate. You have to be in a way that's relatable some way to someone out there. Is, is the, that's the trick. Mm-hmm. That's the crux. Sometimes I nail it. Other times I don't. How did you become so comfortable on air? Is it just years and years of being in front of a microphone? and? I still get nervous. Yeah, every day. Flop sweats every day. The flop sweats, right. Yeah. You had to learn what flop sweats Oh, I, yeah, I've had it. And I think she <laughs> taught me vagina hands, and I've taught her flop sweats. <laughs> we're having a yes, change being of on terms. TV, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the diamonds. Just take a picture of that and post it on your website so yeah. people know it. No she taught hands. me, like, when, you, when you're on camera and you don't know how to do your hands, mm-hmm. you just you do those. You're, like, hands. Hands. you're like, clamp them, though. You don't want to do this. It looks a little... <laughs> um, I don't know. Every time you pot that microphone up and right mm. before you hit the button, I think if you're so comfortable there isn't some element of nervousness as to how it's going to go mm-hmm. i'm sure there are people that will disagree with me but if i still get nervous do i think you, you have to be to be if you care you'll be nervous do you still re-listen to your shows hate it hate it, hate it. oh man yeah. oh we i've been having to do that lately and oh especially me because i'm learning or, yeah it's painful man oh it. He made me the first time, and I was like, please, I can't, even with you in the room. Like, when I need I s- to listen to this in the shame of my closet and hear how bad this is. Yeah. No, awful. you'll never get, and you should never get rid of that. Never. Don't get too comfortable with that. There are some, I still, I'm like, please don't play that. There are radio station personalities that think they think everything they crap is gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they think everything is bronzed. Oh, we can't even hear our promos we made without like. No, see, see, when I started, when I started, at a guy named Uncle Larry. I'll give him a shout out. I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> Uncle Larry. He's Uncle now Larry. up in Sandpoint, Idaho. Uncle Larry taught me a couple things about radio. That if anyone wants to be a broadcaster, take this. 
he would go in and listen to one break I did on the air mm-hmm. with him in the room back the age of cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, rewind the tape and play it, and we'd sit there together, listen to it, and then he'd rewind it, and then he'd tell me everything I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he'd make me go back and listen to it again and write down everything, including the ums, the uhs, the pauses, the punctuation, and then write it out by hand. And you see how many words were not necessary in your doing to learn economy of words. And the second thing he taught me was, at least to fit my style of doing radio, because everyone's got their own, it should be like you're sitting down in the living room with them, playing them a couple of records. Mm-hmm. If you're going over to your buddy's house and you're just going to sit on the living room floor or down in the basement and go, you got to check this song out. It's just my favorite song. Take a listen. How would you explain that song to them? How would you tell them about something, your job, i.e. the radio station, what we're doing? Talk to them like you're sitting in the living room. And that really helped like lift. That was the thing in my head that made it click to lift the veil of, oh, that's the job. That's the crux of it. There's a ton of ways to different do it. There's a ton of ways to do it. But that's what works for me the best. That's I've said this before, and one of the things about being in front of a TV camera or in front of a microphone is you're trying to replicate a casual conversation. And the highest paid people in the world, whether it's Tom Cruise, Howard Stearns, are the best at creating a casual conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying, right? Basically, yeah. you got to find your way to do that. It's not easy. No, it's a learned skill. Yeah, it's learned, but it's part of the, you got to learn your craft, man. Right? See, mm-hmm. I, I really I'm nerdy about radio. Like, I, I just call it craft. Like, you're this like red haired James Lipton, and I'm like <laughs> on inside <laughs> That's the actor studio. Is, you know? I prepare for my craft, James. <laughs> With the diamonds, <laughs> he's got blue. He's got blue cards over there. <laughs> I actually I don't write any questions down. I maybe that's your style. I think they stole you a little bit. Own it. Own it. Oh, yes. absolutely. So how did you break into radio then? I was a waiter. A waiter? Mm-hmm. Okay, that has nothing to do with radio. has everything to do with it. Hmm. Relatability to people. Yes. Um, I was a waiter at a Greasy Spoon retro 50s diner where I'd jump over tables and countertops and flirt with old women. And there was a morning <laughs> show that used to come into plan every Wednesday morning, and I was their waiter. And then they said, hey, have you ever thought about radio? And mm-hmm. like, I've seen WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> yes. I could, do, I could be Dr. Johnny Fever, <laughs> Venus Flattrap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they brought me in and they said, if you can hand, make it on the morning show, you can have a slot. And so they brought me in and they made fun of me for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> and of course, I told Brutal. my mom, who told everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody. <laughs> so everyone was listening and I almost cried. It's the only time in my adult life I almost cried. It was so awkward and painful oh, and brutal. bad. <sighs> but my but I'm a jump in, you know, run, fire, aim, you know, but you just s- jump right in. You seem like you have a tremendous uh, sense of humor like I'm surprised that bothered you no it was bad dude <laughs> you like, were they, like they really they really like made fun of me yeah like t- even my sideburns they went everywhere they tackled every part of my but what they were doing it was a test can you still stand there and speak in a microphone yeah and articulate a sentence while we are just berating you and they quiz me on songs they play like half a second of a song what song was that you want to be on the radio hot shot? What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? I mean, it was bad. But I, I you passed, passed obviously, you passed. so you made it. I ended up being a promo kid in midnight to six in the morning on weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm that old people before automation. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your journey into radio, Brick? Well, that was it. I did that reality show, mm-hmm. and then I wandered in for an interview, and I stayed. Like we just got along, and he honestly, I have him. To thank for everything. You started everything. with him the whole time? Yeah, I have him to thank for my job, for even being in this business. I No, there's work ethic to that. And that's what I saw. She showed up for free. And just to come in and see what morning radio was like. After I, the interview. Af- well, it was a while after the interview. Yeah, it was actually. a while. It was a couple months. And then, hey, do you want to come in? Yeah, I want to come in. And she came in and she sat there on the other end of the board from me and learned. And I, she'd ask a question, I'd answer. And she'd mm-hmm. remember it. And she was enthusiastic. She showed up wanting the job. And at that point, that's what's missing. That's why there's so few radio people. You got to really want it to get it. Because we're not just going to hand it over to you. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know my boss isn't. My boss isn't just going to give you a job just because I want to be on the radio. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you got to earn it. You got to want it. She wanted it. And all the credit to her, to her now being very successful in a career tra- trajectory that will far surpass me is she wanted it more than anything else. So she's got it. That's the work ethic. What gave you that drive? You know what? I think I've always had it. I've just that's something I've always wanted to do. I've 
ever since I was young, I wanted to be in entertainment, in that kind of business. I get a joy from it. I love making people smile. I love connecting with people. So that's just always been my fire. And also a main thing that really, I came in and I sucked. I will totally tell you, I was terrible. And being bad yeah. at something is yeah. <laughs> but it is being bad at something is I hate it. It drives me insane. And I thought, no, I can do this. I need to find a way to do it. If I just work hard enough and I take the time and I listen to him because he's brilliant. He's don't like he's self-deprecating, but he is very good at what he does. So I just sat and soaked it up, and I'm still still got a long way to go. Oh. That's for sure. Here's a 20 I owe you for saying it. I appreciate it. Let me get that out of my pocket. Stop it. No, it's just. It's like anything. It's, it's universal. It's just we have a really cool job. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I met a guy once. The thing that really, uh, I was young, new in radio, and I had to go interview somebody. He drove monster trucks for a living. Nice. <laughs> so we were like the radio station for the monster truck show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring your balls home on Fukasha bread. It's going to melt your head. You know? <laughs> You know, you can buy the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. edge, edge. <laughs> oh, the 90s were fun. Uh, so I go to interview this guy. He was a pro football player, got injured, played in the Canadian League, really got injured. And now you got a guy that was a high school, college stud, football player, NFL, got injured, Canadian Football League, injured. Now what? Mm-hmm. This is my skill set. This is what, I, what do I do? And he bummed around for a while, drank too much, ran into a couple of good old boys, and they're like, we need somebody strong. Not many people know how tough it is to steer those big tires on monster trucks. Yeah. You need to really be in shape and put up with the heat and the stress and the banging around. And uh, that guy now drives monster trucks for a living, makes a really good living, like 100K <laughs> plus a year, driving monster trucks all over the United States. But that was, he rebounded and yeah. found something he's good at. And I have to focus on that work really hard, and he did. It's like guys that do, you know, they don't just show up at the X Games. Tony Hawk's been skating since he was six. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he loved it, and then he found a way to make money at it. I, same thing, I guess. I found a way to make money telling fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that what we all want? Isn't that it, really? <laughs> isn't that Welcome the American to the American dream. The American dream is not dead, people. This is alive and well in the studio today. <laughs> I that con- sounded cliche. Did that sound cliche? Be no, honest with me. I like it. It was great. Was I, I know. I was going to go with the American dream. And I said, said it. it so you I was know. hoping I you would start singing like the American battle hymn dream in the background. At the same time as glory, now. glory. <laughs> Sorry. You're in a formatted radio show where you just play rock and roll. Yes. Absolutely. Does that get tiring to you at all? No, I love it. Yeah. I do. I love it. I've always been a rock girl. Here's the thing. Content is key to anything. Like what your your thing you're doing here and your podcast, if you don't have good content, nobody's going to listen. Sure. So ours is a balance of play the songs that they love and then try to entertain them when the song ends. Or inform them, or something. That's it. Content is key. That's what makes successful. Do you ever get radio. the urge to play blues or Jerry All Garcia? All the time. Or? Learned a long time ago. Don't make your radio station your own private jukebox. Yes. I'm not here to play the music I love. I'm mm-hmm. here to play. There's a guy that's going to get up at 5:30 in the morning, slightly hungover, strap on his tool belt. And go swing a hammer, hang a drywall all day in the heat yeah. in Utah in August. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the per- that's your customer. That's who I'm serving. That's who I want to impress. I want to make him happy. I sit in a studio. I'm pampered. Yes. I have the easiest job in the world. That guy, he works for a living. He earns it. The guys that fix do transmission jobs all day or you know build stuff, they're the guys that listen to my radio station. And so, so how play do you, his favorite song. It's not uh-huh. my favorite song that matters. It's his. How do you learn to cater to their ear? Because that seems if not one of the most difficult parts no, of your job. Do you get a lot of music complaints yes. from people? Oh, absolutely. A lot. But just like AM talk radio, like the political crazies are the first ones to call into a radio station. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that, that happens too. You get a lot of advice. People try to yeah. tell you what to play. But again, you have to weigh that with, and there's research you can look at. There's science behind it as well. There's a methodology behind it but we play the music we think the majority of the dudes listening to my radio station are going to dig and it looks like we're doing that pretty successfully yes you're giving away a harley tomorrow yeah i like this it's a beautiful bike you want to know how that there's another thing 
giving away a trip to a spa isn't going to fly on a radio station. No. <laughs> you got to market the What is that special kind There's of spa, dudes, if you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get them. Yeah, the Harley comes with a rub and tug adventure. <laughs> no, it, uh, wouldn't that be awesome? Can oh. we do that? Can we give that away on the <laughs> air? Is that even legal? Oh, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Thanks to, uh, if, if you're going to mention it, I got to sure. plug Intermountain Harley-Davidson. They've been yeah. fantastic. They gave us a bike to give away. For us to uh, give to some lucky guy that how do we win this? or a woman <laughs> show up tomorrow yep so tomorrow. Like davidson four o'clock we still got entries available yes or and I then bet. someone's gonna win it yeah can we out of time what do you do no 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 can you enter on your <laughs> website too yeah rockwell65.com yeah, shameless plug mm-hmm. <laughs> i like your website it's very unique babes okay. the, the, right. the photos of the day of the babes hey brooke do you like looking at babes <laughs> love it I, I have a secret to Sasha, our website. you like looking at babes? <laughs> I do, but I'm... Su- Welcome to the internet, everyone. No, That's but it. I'm surprised that you don't get flack from this stiff Utah audience. You know? There are some people that would prefer we didn't. Right. You know? Gosh, am I getting in trouble for this? My boss said something I thought was monumental. Okay. I'm okay with being guilty for who we really are. I like and that. And I love that. That's something that he told me when I first days. And like, don't be afraid to be guilty you. for who you are. And I was like, wow. That, that, that's like, a knowledge bomb. Yeah. That's a knowledge bomb. That's a life-changing concept. Dude, that was a sentence that just kind of stopped. I was like, he has those all the time. Pearls of wisdom, this guy. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, yeah, I know he dropped that on me. I'm like, yeah, wait, we're a rock station. And okay, let's go after those guys. Mm-hmm. Th- that's our audience. That's let's our go dude. after them. I'm not trying to go. There's other radio stations in our building, and they do a phenomenal job of going after who they're supposed to go after. Mm-hmm. ZHT does a really good job. They do what they do very well. AJ is phenomenal on the air. Yeah, it's I'll incredible. even acknowledge another radio station's talent. AJ is awesome at what he does. So Listen to him sometime. The skills. It's incredible. That man can say so much in so few words. Yeah, he's brilliant. It's incredible. And he's a great, he's a hell of a nice guy. And great guy. So, but he does what he does yeah, really right. well. So let's do what we do really well. And that's why we do what we do. It works. I'm a big fan I'm hoping. of your I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but there, you, that's another thing that you were you mentioned earlier. I don't know if you mentioned on air or off air. It's kind of all bleeding together. I've been up mm-hmm. a really long time. But radio has changed. Mm-hmm. And in order to keep contemporary, you have to have the online element. If you don't have that social media and placate to what young ones like Brooke are into, you're dead in the water. you got to keep up. So you have a model in studio. When does a camera come into your show and you start streaming it live on the air because i think that'd be really boring yeah we're pretty boring but the, the radio dude world. don't peel back the 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 curtain the too Oz. quickly there we brother need the Oz curtain as long as possible. <laughs> let's leave the smoke and mirrors up <laughs> for a little bit brother you haven't seen me in the mornings there's nothing model about it guys. i sure have <laughs> but the dan patrick's of the world they make millions of dollars for putting a camera in their studio it, uh, the howard stern back in the day on the e-show you couldn't get Howard Stern in Salt Lake because it was illegal, but you could watch him on E every single night. One of the greatest. Well, when E comes calling, we'll <laughs> gladly put it on Absolutely. TV. Absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to wrap up here soon because you have to go to bed soon. It is almost bedtime. I'm having isn't fun, it? though, man. How, much, how long can we go? I'm all right. We have a show coming in at six because we had to switch around time. Oh. So we have, oh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. right because we're. You're special. Yeah. We, we have some divas. divas in the We studio. have the Jackson Banks what? show. He's a national touring comic coming in to bring his madness into studio. Oh, Excellent. Cool. Well, yes. I hope he's more entertaining than we've been. Oh. <laughs> Doubt that. Doubt it. <laughs> we know Jackson. <laughs> so if there's someone here at the U or at Slick who wants to get into radio, it's their dream job. What's the best blueprint you could Come give them? Come intern for us. We're looking. I like that. No, we're totally dying. Serious. We we're need dying. an intern. Quit oh, pointing at yourself and show up. <laughs> yeah. we need She's an living proof. I'll be there. She's living proof. She showed up. That this is what happens when you have a track stop outside of a radio station. People like Brooke come wandering <laughs> in. The place if you the annoy time. them long enough, they might let you stay. Oh, yeah. Now that's here's one thing. My son, who is 18 and soon to be joining the collegiate community, mm-hmm. the one thing I impressed upon him is. People don't do internships. You hear internships like in the financial and the business world, but you don't see internships with real other stuff, and especially unique jobs like radio. Mm-hmm. You can't just – she went to school, and she had a leg up a lot better than I did when I first rolled into a radio station. She far surpassed me on the starting gauge but because she, she knows a lot of things I don't. Editing. Can't, uh, like she came in knowing a lot more than I did walking into a radio station. Yeah, she learned editing, which is hella important. Yeah. 
she also learned presence. She also had a little more confidence because she's kind of done some of this stuff. Look mm -hmm. at you. You walk into my room. I bet you you're going to be awesome. Sasha, <laughs> yeah, you came you're in. Great. You're, you're better than the guy on the street. And that's why they pay us to do our job. You're because not afraid of that microphone. We know how to do it. And so, yeah, internships. If there's journalism, guess because radio, like we were talking earlier, it has to be everything now to stay current. Why do you think terrestrial radio stuck around? Because it's awesome. Radio's fun, but it, it, it hits so many people. We need photographers. We need video editors. We need web people. We need promotions people. We need, I mean, there's so many different jobs in our building mm -hmm. that it would, I don't think a lot of people realize, I don't think you did when you came no. in, how many different jobs there are There That go into one station even, and not, not even talking about the whole cluster. There's so yeah. many different we things. We have a big Harley giveaway. We wanted to give everyone who came down t-shirts. Guess what? Someone needs to design a t-shirt. Yeah. Guess what? Radio stations are stereotypically cheap, so that means somebody in the building had to do it. Well, who knows how to work? This you know, guy knows print shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We had to rely on somebody who knew that, so who could adequately put out our ideas. So, if you are listening and you go to college, stop in, or you have any kind of experience. Hey, I want to. I want to learn. We'd love to have you. Please have a valid driver's license. One of the great advantages <laughs> of being a student in this era is. The newsrooms, the radio stations are empty because after the, the collapse of the stock market five, six years ago, they fired everybody and they haven't replaced everybody. But I think that if you... That's a lot of industries, though. Yeah. but what, So what I'm saying is if you have that ambition, if you have the work ethic, you're going to get hired because they are so short-staffed. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think... You know. If you've got a love and a passion and a desire for something, not to be totally cheesy, you can do whatever you want, you know? If that's something you want to do, if you want to get in front of a microphone, okay, if you want to design, be a design, do that. Just I've do had, what makes I've you happy. I've had interns show up and not work. Yeah, like, we've had that. What is that? Yeah. What is that? I've had, not, like, stick, I can't, I'm in college, I can't stick to a schedule. I don't want to get up that early. I can't stay that late. Well, then this isn't the job for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I know that now, and I'm glad that they know that now. Like, radio isn't for you. This is a, like a lot of passionate jobs, this is a lifestyle, not a career. It's not a job, it's a lifestyle, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. You it's my career. You have to build your entire it schedule is. around you, it. My schedule is totally different from a year ago. I go to bed, I'm an old lady, I go to bed at 8.30, 9 o'clock. You're like, I'm in. I used to be fun, guys. <laughs> I used to tear it up. And now I'm, I'm, just, I'm gone, you know, but. No, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. I think about it constantly. I think about it constantly. I'm going to mull over this interview for I don't know how many days. And then <laughs> I'm going to think about you guys. I'm, I'm constantly, what can we talk about next on the radio? Yeah. I'm constantly you draw from your mental life. notes. Like, yeah. That story, that's good. That's golf. I exactly. don't watch TV to relax. I watch TV because it's work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you always reading newspapers, magazines, websites? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm all over the web. Voracious reader. Mm-hmm. So these interns, your fans, how do they get a hold of you? What's the easiest way for them to interact with you? Well, Brooke's home number is. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Please, remember you were talking Please about shockers? I yeah. really need some for my Don't ego. Do that here. <laughs> I want a birthday cake with my face on it. No, you don't. It's I so did. creepy. Is it good, though? Did you eat the cake? Yeah. You did, did didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> no, I was afraid it was poison okay. for a half an hour, and then I ate it. Listen, <laughs> come by. Yeah, you tested no. the cat on it. You're like, have some. It's really email, I guess. Yeah. Facebook. It's hooker at rock1065.com or Facebook. She's the queen of all yep. social media. You're on Twitter now. I noticed that. Yep, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. And then gr on Facebook, just go to, you can grab me on Facebook or go to Rock, go to Rock's Facebook. Find Brooke on Instagram. She has hot friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. Just ridiculous Lights, posts. Ridiculous friends. Sorry. <laughs> it was a good plug for them. They'll enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> she has one friend. I, I kid you not, we call her the Bond villain. She does. She looks, and her name is Olia. It which, goes with it. Which oh Bond my girl? God. She, oh, just any Bond girl. She's just <laughs> oh, yeah. very Russian. The Russian spy. What else, man? This is fun. Can we do this, this again? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, come how much time is How much time is left? We got nine minutes. Nine minutes. Oh, so much you time. You want to go nine minutes? You started freaking me out because in our world, nine minutes is forever. That's so long. We don't talk more than two and a half minutes. Typically. I'm like, we only got uh, nine minutes see, left. See, I was being really nice because we're supposed to go to the break at the half hour. But when I have such important guests that have to be up at four in the morning. We, <laughs> we just, just blow right yeah, through that. Hey. We got to do that. We dread breaks. They said we're important. Did you hear that? I did hear oh, that. Oh, that was nice. No, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I've been working with Clear Channel for, I don't know, six or seven weeks. And there's a handful of people that, that are very genuine and kind and willing to teach the people that really don't know what they're doing. You are those people. You've been tremendously kind to me. 
and I appreciate that. Like, oh, well, we're paid to. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> There's a lot of people I look up to, and they were the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I try to impart that. I there's a kid that we hired wasn't even 18 to work at the radio station <laughs> and mm-hmm. he worked for a little bit went through a tough spot lost his mom when he was like 18 and we kind of just rallied around him mm-hmm. and he wasn't very good on air at all <laughs> he wanted to be desperately be on air but it just Aww. wasn't his thing he is now the general manager of a radio cluster in North Carolina. I happened to come across his number and call him like, Little Kyle, what are you up to, Little Kyle? He's like, I'm currently on the back nine of Pebble Beach. What do you want? Like, he's, wow. me- he's, big he's mega important, like huge on the East Coast at Pebble Beach golfing on a Wednesday. Yeah. So here's the lesson. Be nice to everybody. You never know who you're going to pass on the way back down. Yeah. Kyle's that guy. He was a GM and running the show, North Carolina, by the time he was 30. Mm. Like, it can happen. It happened to Kyle. He's a... It happened to Kyle. Let Kyle be a lesson to us all. <laughs> right. It can Kyle. happen. Behold the tale of Kyle. Kyle. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Kyle? <laughs> Is uh, L.A., Chicago, New York uh, goals of yours no. in this radio journey? No. No. Why? Big fish, little pond. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're too small no I, I like Salt Lake I don't know I'm having fun I here. like it here mm-hmm. I grew up here my roots are here there's dream jobs but yeah there's things you always will think about you I've know got goals it? to complete here professionally that I want to do that's right if Princess Seacrest crawl, uh, calls me up then maybe I'll go you know Seacrest <laughs> <laughs> oh don't get me started on Seacrest <laughs> do you know we tried out I for think... American Idol at the same time he beat me he's a little bitter <laughs> back when I was younger and prettier Nuh-uh. They had an all call out to radio people. Yeah. That's how Seacrest got in on it. Is they had an all call out to radio people. They're going to try this brand new show. It's music intensive. The and they think people that were used to dealing with music acts would be, would be better hosts. So they mm-hmm. went for, you remember the first one, Ryan Dunkelman? What happened to that guy? <laughs> Season one, remember there was two yeah, hosts? I remember that. The comedian. And then they had Princess Seacrest, the diva. Yeah. <laughs> he he rose yeah. power. F Seacrest. <laughs> oh, man. So why do you think he got it over you? Because I'm sure you've analyzed White that. teeth. White teeth, yeah. No, nah, he was in LA. He deserved it. He does a phenomenal job. He's incredible. Yeah, he's like, Seacrest is really good at what he does. He's really But good. you want to know why he's really good on TV? He has a radio background. Look at all the great TV. Here's an. In- here's a couple. This is why I love radio. Phone books. Do you remember them? I know you guys are younger than me. Sure. I have one in my house. Open up the phone book. <laughs> Look how many doctors there are. Look how many lawyers there are. Look how many surgeons there are. Dentists. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. Now look how many radio stations there are and how many people are on air. It's a yeah. unique little tiny club that we all are a part of, that we get to be a part of every single day. I know I don't have a fancy degree and all of that, but I do something that eight years of college couldn't teach them to do. It's all about life experience and ambition and love of the game. And I, I wear that as a badge of honor. I'm the only one that looks in the mirror and goes, ha finger pistols. You're in radio. Double guns. Yeah, no. I mean, I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, but my parents were insisting I'd be in radio. Uh, but you didn't want to disappoint them. What was I talking about? So what's next? You got me sidetracked. <laughs> what's next down <laughs> the road for back. Rock 106.5? What's next? Yeah. World domination. World right. domination. No, I just we're a little tiny radio station that no one really took much notice of, and we kind of came out of nowhere, cause, and now we're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep doing that. I have a lot of pride in what I do. Mm. Gosh, I sound pretentious. No, you don't. Slap me. No, you're slapping. saying it so Slap we don't have Slap to out. every time. <laughs> I just pet you. Slap me. I, sound <laughs> pret- I hate the way I sound right now. No. Please continue listening to this podcast. They're very good. They are, yes. <laughs> Despite having me on. <laughs> no, it's our great pleasure, yeah. and I'm sorry the time went by so far. I know. Oh, hey. We didn't even get into anything. Well, let's get into some. How much time you got? Time okay, left. we got my internal, three and a half minutes. My internal clock is still in. I know we got time. What do you want to get into? Ask me. Ask Go. anything. Open book. Let's yeah. prove it. What do you think about Opie and Anthony being fired from Sirius Satellite for tweeting Anthony anyways? I think management knew what they got when they hired him. Mm-hmm. They How- allowed him to say it for years. However, uh, I think you have a responsibility as a broadcaster. you got to be smarter than that, man. Do you ever? You've got to be smarter than that. Here's the thing. It's... Uh, we can't swear on the radio. Yes. Right. So we have to come, and it's one of my favorite internal puzzle games I play with myself every day. How can you not say it? Because you don't need to say it. Right. You can get more creative than that. You can think of something. Yeah. You just have to think hard enough. And sometimes that thing that you thought of is way funnier than just cursing. It usually is. There's a way to ex- express your ideas and just be creative. 
try it. It's really hard, but it's so rewarding when you get it done. <laughs> I know that sounds really <laughs> weird, but instead of just calling it a you male know. genitalia, yes. now find a fun way to say it. Now a, find 20 ways to say dingus. it. So now find 20. And now you've just now the job is fun. Now you're having fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's more important to me. I think be more creative. Do you ever worry about getting in trouble for on-air content or yes. an accident? Oh, every always, day. Always. Every day. And we'll have to say this market is a little more conservative than other markets mm-hmm. out there. Like you can say things in New York that you can't say here or shouldn't say here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a rule, another pearl of wisdom from my boss. You can't get in trouble for what you don't say. Can't get in trouble for what you don't say. Yeah. So, yeah. You can don't think anything it. you want. You just can't get in trouble for what you don't <laughs> say. So do you really need to say it? It goes back to economy, economy of words and writing down, like handwriting out what you just said on the air. And you go back and listen to it. Did you really need to say that to convey your message? Did you really? And I think more people should think like that before they spew. But unfortunately, there's YouTube comments. So you can say whatever you want. But <laughs> which is important. I'm not advocating against it. I think it's very freedom of speech is my big thing. But for me, how can I say it in a way that's palatable? That's my job. It's part of my job. I don't need to offend somebody unless I really want to, which I have done. <laughs> that's just good fun. I've done it. Time and place. That's my job. Time and place. I like it. Well, we have to go to break. All right. Fine. We're at the top of the hour. We appreciate you coming in. Go to their website, rock1065.com. Yeah. Look do, at Brooke. She's super hot. Or whatever. <laughs> Tune and in the to them have. every morning. Great music. Great content. You guys are awesome. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. It's fun. Thank well, you. So I can count on all you coming in for internships? Uh, yeah, be there. Bring the interns. <laughs> the next day this week. She's such a liar. I need it. I'll be the Pied Piper of interns. Come on. <laughs> Follow me down to the station. No, we will get you one. So from, we got a bunch of great kids here at KU. Perfect. And a lot of them have ambition, too. So. Nice. I think Let so. me warp their minds. Come to the dark side, kids. <laughs> We've got cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white The bright blessed days, the dark sacred night And I think to myself, what a wonderful